Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. And oh my God, we are talking about something that I'm pretty sure every single person listening is going to have some connection to this. My guest today is James Rose. James, thanks so much for being here. Not a problem at all. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited. And I know that was kind of an ambiguous intro, but I'm going to let you (laughs) share a little bit more. And just as a tease for the audience, uh, we're talking about content and getting content from your clients. (laughs) Um, You know, insert hammer banging the head here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, but, you know, before we talk about content snare, um, you know, I've looked up your, you know, your company. It's Actora. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Well done. Nice. No one does that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all phonetics, Kim. Actor. Okay. So, you know, actor tech. So let's talk a little bit about your story before you you guys launched Content Snare. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it depends how far you want to go back. I mean, I was born in... (laughs) Everybody does. They're like, well, in kindergarten, I'm like, it's a... I don't know how else to phrase that question, but it's all yours. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Well, we started a long time ago in software. Um, like I was an engineer before that, but uh, over over lunch one day, me and my mate, we were. This is back in like the SEO days. Um, I don't know if you remember article spinning. Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah, easy. Well, yeah, article, so that was a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we built a product in that space because we were using an article spinner at the time. We we're like, this sucks. We can do it better. Um, so we built one and. That sort of got our start. We built software. We built that for like three years, and then um, at some point, we we're like, let's let's do something different and find like a real problem to solve. Uh, started networking with local businesses, and as soon as you mention software, people for some reason lump like IT and software and web all together, and they can you, just can you help me with my email? Can you help me with the yeah <laughs> yeah? Can you like place the hard drive on my computer? I was like, dude, no, I can. <laughs> I choose not to. <laughs> yes, this is true. Um, but, uh, they all just started complaining about their web developers. So, um, as I'm sure you've seen, like there's a lot of shonky web devs. Uh, so everyone's got a horror story. Um, cause, it, cause and, it's never the client's fault. Go ahead. No, never, never. But there are still a lot. Of, there, a lot of there are, there are. And, uh, so that's when we sort of went, let's have a crack at this. Uh, and that's how we got into websites and WordPress. Cause we'd been building our own sites for years. So we thought, you know what, we can do this for people and just not screw it up. Um, and then the plan was always to keep our ear to the ground and hopefully come up with another software idea at some point. Um, and that happened basically last year. Um, in, Late last year, I was talking to some designers and, and well, even just analyzing our own processes and being like, content sucks. Like, I'm sick of, <laughs> sick of chasing uh, clients up for content and like because it's easily one of the worst parts. So I interviewed a bunch of local designers and they all sort of confirmed that, you know, like I got some of my best copy from those those interviews, like just <laughs> the stuff people would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of how it started, um, and yeah, like we, as of right now, we have we're not even in beta yet, but that's only about not even a week away. 
know. Very exciting. So, yeah. so you guys still have um, with with you're doing the website development. You've got client services on that end. Do you guys do other software development also? Well, with the website stuff, we're not really publicizing that because I mean it's it's not a it's not our core business anymore because you know, I, I don't want to be a competitor to the people <laughs> that are using our software. Um, the only reason we're still doing that is so I can stay in the loop about, you know, new tools and, and project management processes so I can pass that on in our blog. I don't know if you've seen our blog, but kind of just give away our IP there. <laughs> oh, you uh, mean on the content snare side or the other, your technology? Yeah, like okay. that's kind of the strategy here is to just give away everything uh, that we learned building websites and still do build websites um but we're not really publicizing that as a service that we do um but yeah the main the main other service is our software development capabilities so we we do work with a few designers um to handle the work that they they're sort of beyond their capability like beyond wordpress for example uh we build ground up custom software nice i'm asking just well i'm partnering on a, a web app Clearly, I'm not developing it. I get to do content marketing. Um, I just, I love the space. I think it's fascinating. I think that, you know, being able to solve a problem through a piece of software, you know, is like one little piece of the puzzle. Um, so let, let's jump into content snare because I've got a zillion questions for you there. So okay. Before we do that, though, I do want to ask you, clearly, I'm a huge fan of content. I love content marketing. I think it is just, it's gold, right? To connect with your audience. Why do you think clients struggle so much with content? Uh, I've had a couple of theories about this. I think uh, one I think is that they've put so much effort into deciding who to use for a website. Because I've kind of done this sort of thing before where as soon as I make a purchase, I feel like the work's done. You know, like I've, yeah. I've gone and found <laughs> someone and, and I've like decided, looked at a couple of options and then I've gone, all right, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this thing. And then it's like, all right, now we've got to set up this software. And I'm like, crap, I didn't <laughs> consider the extra work I have to do. Wait, I bought this automation tool that I have to actually put stuff into? Yeah, like part of me thinks it's similar with websites where they they make the decision, they pay the 50% deposit, and then, ah, now I have to do all this stuff. And yeah. I don't know, like everyone's so, so bloody busy, especially web designers. Um, but... I don't know, like everyone I talk to in the local business space, which is, I guess, what most people operate in with uh, web development, everyone's just so bloody busy that I think having that extra time to write their content and when they don't have really much an idea what, like how to write, you know, they're not copywriters. So I think that's, the, those are the biggest problems. Yeah, I just had this little epiphany. I was like, you know, I think there is... Uh... There's this fear, too, for clients of they know they have to give you content and they probably haven't written anything since, you know, like a college paper. And so it's like, oh, oh, you know, and so I think there's a, a little bit of a um, psychological block that gets in the way of when you, when you don't create content consistently, you're not writing. And, you know, there's this whole um, <clears throat> I just had a call earlier today and we were talking about branding and stuff. And it's like, you know, it goes so much deeper than you know, the logos and stuff. And the work that really creates the brand is when you start, you know, what is the voice of brand? What is the message? All the, all those things that you feel like these peripheral, like, oh, I'll get to that later. But it's like, all that needs to be done really before you even 
come up with a logo or a website, right? So I, I yeah. think a lot of people just don't get into it. And then what happens probably with clients, um, I'm totally going sideways here, but <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, I think they also are like, they want to run their business. But in, in no other industry have I seen other than like web dev where it's like, I've got a business to run, I'm going to hire you to do this, but let me make sure I can tell you how to do it because I know <laughs> nothing about it. And so I think there's such a um, lack of knowledge usually on, oh, in, totally. you know, so it's sort of like this fear and this defensiveness. I don't know. I pulled out the armchair psychologist today. <laughs> no, I think so too. And like you, you touched on one thing there where you said, uh, you know, the last thing they wrote is probably in college and like... <laughs> I think if you're not writing regularly, then you, f or we, you know, we writing regularly forget how hard it can be to first jump in. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, like it is a huge hurdle, and like you know, you can sit there with a blank, blank bit of paper or whatever for for a long time. So that's why, like, I've been thinking a little bit about content snare and how we can help overcome that as well. Because I mean, in the beginning, we're it's only going to be sort of like a, a form builder on steroids, I call it, um, with follow ups. But what I want to do is is sort of provide prompts and ways for. Uh, you know, to, to prompt clients to actually start writing. And that that's the bit I'm most excited about is how we can sort of, you know, test some different things and, and sort of make that experience a bit better for them. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, you're totally, so I was just sitting here. I'm like, oh, like content prompts, right? And he said, <laughs> I have something we have to talk about offline, which is so random right now for me to announce this okay. on the podcast. But I think there's a, eh. a fun collaboration uh, with the content snare piece. Um, I, I think it is. I, and a lot of people get in, in in their own way. But in terms of content, do you see it? I, I see sort of a shift happening, right? Like I, I was writing this post earlier, and I think there's a maturity happening in the online space where... I was referring specifically to hype in internet marketing, right? And mm. I think gone are the days. It's like <laughs> nobody cares that you're posing in front of a Lamborghini anymore. That just it doesn't work. You know, so all of this hype that is people are looking for this relatable, connectable piece. And I think small businesses, you know, have this um, disconnect between storytelling and really connecting with their audience through content and then being this professional business piece. But I, I think some of that's changing. I hope so. I really hope it is. <laughs> uh, like, because I still see, you know, enough people getting involved in the hype. You know, like I've seen a lot of launches recently where, you know, um, with like all these affiliates getting on board and suddenly my inbox is full of like all this crap. Uh, from the, the, the click, same funnels book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one. Ask Formula was one. Ask mm -hmm. Formula crazy. And, um, I, you know, I still see people getting involved in the hype a little bit, um, but I definitely see more people, you know, sh I don't know, like seeing through it <laughs> is probably the word. Yeah. Well, I think there's always going to be that market, right? For the people that are like, ooh, it's new to them. But I think if, yeah. if you've been on, you know what I mean? I think the, there is some maturity happening, I'm hoping. Oh, definitely. And, and yeah, like you said, with the, you know, more sort of personal rather than professional uh, content. I, I think, you know, there's, there's sort of a breakdown. I think like on your, uh, it depends what your, your brand is, right? Like sometimes and who your clients are, right? Like if your target market are big corporates and your, um, homepage copy is like carrying on about having beers or something, um, <laughs> <laughs> then you're probably not going to do so well, but you know, like that, I, I it, yeah, it just depends because with, with content snare, I, I just be me, right? Like I 
I talk a lot of crap in our in our blog posts, but that's because I know most of our clients are just small um, web development, um, you know, one to sort of ten people, and and it's not that formal. And I don't know, I like that. Well, and they're a much more educated crowd, right? So they get yeah. sort of this. They get the whole space of online marketing and content and how that plays into it. Um, so, so let's talk content snare because when I saw this, I was like, this is brilliant. Of course, I'm essentially done with service work, but <laughs> a lot of my audience isn't. And so obviously there's a, there's a ton of reasons, right, that you guys created this. But was there a moment or something that happened that made you guys say, all right, we got we to gotta create a solution to this problem? Yeah, um, I guess it was just when we saw the feedback, right? So so at first, I had an idea for a slightly different app. Like one of the first bits of the process I wanted to fix was the briefing process. And anyway, I just got, like I was saying before, I got a few people, about 15 local designers on interviews, just Skype, and um, asked them just a bunch of questions, you know, about their process and which bits were the worst. But it all seemed to focus on this, and I was like, yeah, you're right. Like that, I kind of wanted to solve that as well. But this is obviously much bigger pain point, uh, given that, you know, 15 out of 15 people focused on it. Uh, so that's that was the big, like, I guess the main moment. And then when we started actually promoting it and seeing the amount of signups that we were getting just so easily and the feedback, like I, I've built a few software products over time and I've never seen such a crazy sort of outpouring of holy crap I need this (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's you know the word that comes to mind I don't know if you've heard the term but it's work debt no um I think this was Ben Settle he's like my email guru but he's awesome yeah yeah, (laughs) I love him um (laughs) that so he talks about work debt and the problem you like with a website project you know there are times that I would even price it like 50% down then 50% doing 30 days. Cause you know what? We'll have our stuff done. If you're not done, I'm not stringing this out. But then, you know, what happens, great example. Somebody contacted me. I'm, and it was a friend, but it was like, we did the site. We were done a year and a half ago, James. And mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, we gave you the wrong videos for the membership stuff. And it was like, ah, I don't, I don't do this. Any, you know? <laughs> and it's like, but what happens is it's like when it gets strung out or even if you're waiting on a balance or whatever, and you're that that waiting period, you start feeling like you're working for free, right? Because it's like, oh, yeah. you know, and unless you're super diligent about tracking and billing and all of that, but it's it becomes this work debt. You're like, this is not worth it anymore. And content is like the biggest roadblock. Yeah, yeah, I totally know what you mean now. Yeah, because like every time you're writing an email to say, hey, Mr. Client, um, you said you'd have this to us three weeks ago and we still don't have it. That's all just like wasted time, right? Because everyone generally fixed fixes their project price so it's not like you're charging for this time that you're you're wasting doing all we're these not attorneys up. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah god don't stop me <laughs> well but it is it's and they don't take into consider people it, there's just that you know that's not taken into consideration and so um so okay so how did you guys decide where to start with content snare and if if you want to give more than please give more than the you know form builder on steroids uh, explain exactly Ah, what it is yeah well um like i said we just found out that was the biggest problem with uh like the actual content collection and and you know we could obviously verify that in our own business because we had the exact same problems 
so and lo- we've been doing software for a while, so it was kind of just a matter of sitting down and thinking it out with my business partner and and coming up with a solution. When I think the biggest, the best stuff we've done is when you when you send a client and all the people that I interviewed uh, had a similar system. The the ones that sort of had it, we were doing this the best, and it was the least problem for them. If that makes sense, they they had like a system like this, and it was basically a uh, Google document or something that they would like a Word document that they'd send them that broke down the uh, the pieces of content. Um, and they might send this every client the same document. But, you know, it's still, it might say like uh, on the contact page, we need uh, this information, um, fill it out below. Uh, on the home page, we need, you know, a blurb or whatever. But a lot of the time, it, it's still too open for the clients to just give all sorts of rubbish information back, you know, and, uh, you know, like <laughs> you can't sort of force them into giving you the right pieces of information in a document. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the biggest thing, I mean, that we've seen and other people have sort of verified is like inline uh, instructions, you know, like in the middle of the, in the document, they'll be like brackets, link this word to this page, please. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> or, uh, you know, they'll like highlight something in red and italics and you're like trying to piece together all these, these documents uh, that they've sent you over like four different emails to go, Oh, okay. Like this is all the content that we need, uh, in the format that we can actually use it. You know, it takes like a couple of hours, like minimum Ugh. or, <laughs> you know, 12 deep, 20 deep thread emails. And it's like, I actually ready for this. I had content sent to me via Facebook messenger once. I was like, if, wow. you, if you don't put this in a word doc, we're done. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> she got fired anyways. But yeah, it was, so I, I totally get it. You know, and you're like, I can't do any more screencasts or screenshots to make this any simpler. Yeah. And, and so that was basically it is getting the problems together, uh, you know, in a list and saying like, this is all the stuff that's broken. What can we do to fix all of this? And, and that's kind of how we've sketched out what uh, content snare will be. And so, so, you know, getting rid of that inline formatting and instructions um, by, so, so like I said, it, it, it'll be a uh, form builder on steroids with follow-ups that in, in the very beginning, right? So and what I mean by that is, um, let's say you're building a homepage, you'll say, I need a headline, uh, I need a tagline, I need a hero image, I need um, a little about me blurb or something, I need a image of you, for example, and you can just lay that out like a, a standard form builder, you know, like if you're building a gravity form or something. Um, but the difference will be inline instructions so that you give them. So you can say, you know, in this piece i need you to write uh, blah 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 um and you might have an image you know like a lot of people work with uh, uh templates so you might have a standard template that you can embed and say like circle it on there and say oh this this bit is where this content's going to go in your website just to sort of help them understand a bit better um and then the main part, I guess, is the the follow-ups. So once you've put all this together into the, the structure of the website, um, the next stage will be to just, like, let it do all the chasing. I kind of liken it to, like, sticking a dog on them. So <laughs> <laughs> go on, go get them. And it'll just follow them up on a, you know, a set schedule uh, to go and get the content until it's done and, and hopefully – only really pester you when it's all done. That's the plan anyway. <laughs> well, it's so will it work in a way? Um, 
I'm so fascinated by the the sort of if this then that yeah you know abilities of certain tools and stuff so if they've filled out some well then it only remind them to fill out what they haven't done yes so that's the plan um in the beginning it's basically only two states uh like because obviously beta you're familiar with like mvp and trying Mm -hmm. to strip out all the things that aren't necessary for version one but uh yeah so in the beginning it's basically going to be not started or some filled out um and then you can send out different emails based on that. Yeah, the web uh, app I'm doing with somebody, he's all, this is not a version zero, Kim. You need to dial it back a little bit. Yeah. So, and, and I'm sure, like, as you, do you guys have beta users in yet? Uh, not yet. So that'll happen next week on Tuesday, I believe. Um, so we, we did, like, a little pre, um, pre-launch discount thing. Uh, just that was another sort of idea validation just to make sure people wanted it. And uh, we had 25 people sign up. So they're going to be our first little... I guess, test guinea pigs uh, who'll make sure everything's running uh, okay. And then we'll um, bring in the rest of the beta. I love that. It's, you know, it's funny. I, and I'd be curious since you guys have, you know, you've built other software products. um, This, you know, I see a lot of people that do this beta stuff for free forever. And I'm thinking, well, Mm -hmm. you, you can still, I don't know. You can do a, a pre, you know, pre-launch. You can pre-sell things. I've seen it on both sides of it. Is there a reason? So you guys did like a, a discounted offer for people who were interested, yes. right? Okay. So what was your thought process between doing that versus like a free beta launch? And for what it's worth, I'm super pro like charging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, a, you know, a big part of it is uh, confirmation for us uh, because I've been sort of following. I don't know if you've seen um, oh, what's his name, the Foundation. Um, oh yeah, Dane Cook. Right? Dane Cook, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he's well, a comedian. Dane... Isn't he? Oh no, Dane. Cook. Dane Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> You're all. I'm gonna stop you right there, Cam. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, I, I knew it was a Dane. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yes. I did it air stuff a while back, and, and I really got that idea of, of validation in my head. And, and I guess I, I felt a bit nervous, you know. It's like, yeah, all these people say they want it, but are they willing to pay for it? Yeah. Um, because if no one signed up for the, the like a paid thing, you're kind of going to go, well, maybe we shouldn't go down this road. So but that's why we did it. Um, in hindsight, I think there's a lot more benefits. Like these people are, are very, very keen to use it, and they're going to be – uh, I guess champions of feedback in the beginning, right? If, if they're willing to to fork out money, then they're probably going to be pretty active when we first, because that's what you need in the beta stage is feedback and people testing it. Um, if they've paid for it, then they're probably going to be a lot more active um, playing yeah, around with I've, it. I've had beta access to stuff, and it's like if it's something that I'm kind of interested in versus something I really really need, you know, there are times I'm like, oh gosh, I. I haven't even logged into that yet. And it's, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. So I, I think it's a, I think it's great. So you guys obviously had immediate validation. Yeah. And I mean, that that's pretty much what it came down to is if no one bought it, it's just product validation. If no one, if no one had signed up for that, we would have had to question whether we should even go down this path anymore. And yeah, then people just... need to stop complaining about not getting content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And another thing we did too with the beta um, was a comp- like a giveaway kind of thing. Like if you shared it um, and one, you know, you shared it to Facebook and Twitter and stuff, you could get into beta earlier or and get like one, two, or three months free, depending on how many referrals you created. 
Um, that was kind of just like an experiment. I had no idea how that would go, and it blew up. Really? Um, what tool did you guys use, if you don't mind? Uh, viral. Oh, up viral. I've got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's Gleam as well I was looking at, but um, I don't know. I just went with that on a recommendation, and... Um, I mean, there were a few issues, like it, it spammed a few people, like it, like with confirmation emails, I'd get the same email like 10 times. I think they're working on fixing it. But uh, yeah, it, like it was just, a, I wasn't sure, you know, how it would go, but it, it literally doubled our email list in three days. That is fantastic. You know, it's yeah. for the app I'm doing, we had run a contest because we've got a mascot and stuff and I wanted to do... Um, I think I'm going to use Viper, V-Y-P-E-R. They've got um, a viral contest up. So I was going to try that and test that um, because I won the contest for the most entries because I wanted their software suite for free. (laughs) But (laughs) but so I watched the whole process, right? And so, um, but yeah, I want to test that. That's awesome that it worked that well for you because I think a lot of people are hesitant. It's interesting. I think the, the sort of referral piece, the viral piece of that, as opposed to giveaways, like... I don't know what your experience is, you know, but I've seen people where they've done massive giveaways and it's like, people are like, eh, you know, like, I, I don't know. I think there's a shift there too. I think, I think the giveaway to like, if you do a contest or a giveaway has got to be related to the product, you know, like you see people doing like, Oh, refer some friends and win an iPad. Yeah. It's like, what the hell's that got to do? You're with? selling soil. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> So, so people are just going to do it to to win the thing right whereas like it with ours um they're basically just getting more access or cheaper access to to content snare so you know they're still in it for the tool so mm-hmm. it's you know and i guess another level of validation no i think it's great um so when you guys how long have you been building content snare i feel like it was december or november um there was a ux uh, stage in there so we had a ux guy come through and completely design everything before we started development um but yeah overall it's jeez i can't believe that's nearly six months isn't it no five and that funny november doesn't feel that far ago but yeah it's almost no. six months ago <laughs> that's crazy that's not good <laughs> <laughs> it, it's been a constant battle for if you know um what's in or out of mvp like i'm sure you've gone through as well oh yeah well and i think it do you it, at a certain point i mean you just got to pull the trigger right yeah and that's what i've been i've been on uh talking to my business partner just going man no we gotta we gotta remove everything possible at this stage because everyone's on my back about getting getting beat around like i'm getting constant emails and facebook messages and stuff saying like when's it ready when's it ready i'm like let's get something out please well yeah and i think it's that um you know where we were talking about you know knowing your customers and how you communicate and create content and stuff it's it's there if if people know it's the initial stage i i've honestly found when you just tell people you know i did a, a test of a like a content strategy workshop like teaching people about creating content strategies and i'm like it's beta you know you're gonna get a one-on-one with me but we're gonna build it together and people are i think it's just communicating look this is version zero you guys are in so let's 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 pull the trigger and tell us what's going on yeah there are issues with software too though right like if you get if you got the underlying data structure wrong for example and and you had to change some some big things in that back end, you'd be up for a lot of work or losing everybody's data, you know? Yeah. Um, It's just like, that's one of the problems with software. There's some things you do want to just get right from the beginning to save a huge problem down the line. 
Well, I, th- this whole space is really new to me and my partner um, is very familiar with it all. And so there are certain things that even, you know, um, cause I'm assuming this will be like a recurring revenue model for you guys. Uh, yeah. Pricing. Yeah. Okay. But even doing that, it was like, where, which server you have to configure as it, it, you have to configure to go big from day one, ideally. Right. Not that, you know, we're going to make a million dollars next month, but you <laughs> need, you need your servers feel to handle that load. You need to make sure the payment gateway, everything is set up. It, it, it's just, it was, it was mind boggling. It's not just like, oh. oh yeah, let's just do a recurring payment. <laughs> it's just, it's not that simple. Yeah, there are, there are simpler ways to do that. Like using an external payment system, like charge B or like another cart system. And, um, what I find for scale is Heroku, like it, Heroku is really expensive. Um, but it's so good for scaling. Like we've got a previous software product where, uh, it's we put it on Heroku from day one. It's still there, but it's just been so easy to scale up. Yeah, that's right. We looked at some of those other tools too, and there was always like a one thing or another. And so um, yeah. that's six of one. Um, so with the features, like did you guys, how did you decide which features to include? I mean, you guys are pulling the trigger here pretty quick. By the time this goes live, your beta people will be using it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was – I probably could have done something a bit better there and got some people to come in and sort of vote on features, but we didn't really have a system set up. Um, we kind of just worked that out ourselves and what would fit our process and what I understood um, from the interviews, what other people needed. So I, I took pretty um, extensive notes from the interviews, and we basically just created a spreadsheet, right? Like these are all the things we wanted to do, uh, and this is – the like importance uh of it and then broke those down into version numbers so this is you know this one's beta this one's like you know a couple of versions down the line uh this one's way down the line (laughs) so Uh, no i i totally get it and obviously it depends on there's just a lot of factors that i'm totally learning about all this and it you know is is one ease of use to implement and then even for some of those features you still have to when you're developing like take those future features into consideration with the initial development. (laughs) Oh yeah. And it's, there is a lot to think about and that's, I guess why it's it's dragged on in the end and like every software project ever. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. Like I sign up, I am the total like product hunt beta list girl, right? Like I look at all that stuff and, and how many things I'm like, what is this? Cause I signed up like six months ago, but I get it. I, so I totally get it. Um, so let me ask you. So for the content, that you're creating on content snare. Um, like, have you had a strategy in doing that to build brand awareness for the product? Um, not necessarily. Like at this stage, I'm sort of just right. Like anything that I think of that I'm like, this is going to be super helpful for web designers. I just write, um, I've got like a huge list of stuff I want to write in the future. <laughs> but so I have like a writing day, which is Monday and I'll just go in and pick out what I think's the, the best. And, um, and just write. So that's, that's pretty much it. There's no like, I know everyone says you got to have a content strategy and stuff, but I got a pretty nice message the other day where some someone signed up and said, I'm just starting a, a business and your blog's been a gold mine. And I was like, nice. That's a, <laughs> hopefully well, I'm on the right track. That is awesome. And I just mean, you know, like same thing. Like I don't, I don't know I, the keyword research. I do enough of that. I get, I look at my analytics and stuff, but at the end of the day, I just mean more of the goal with the content on content snare would be 
obviously to provide value, but it's to gain customers, right? I mean, the end goal oh, is to, right. So, um, you know, where a lot of people, I used to just, I go back, I don't know if I've ever done this, and you look at stuff you wrote initially when you were getting started, and it was, it's like, oh my, oh my God, a robot wrote this. <laughs> and there was just like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to talk about this plugin today, or here's a little opinion on, and it, it, there wasn't, um, is there a customer path? Like, how can I start building this relationship with my audience? It's kind of, you know what I mean? Um, so when you guys were, were talking to people about, you know, solving this dilemma for them, um, were there any, you know, requests or features that you guys hadn't thought of that people brought to your attention? Oh, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I can't remember. It was that long ago. <laughs> I'd have to dig through all my, my old interview that like, I, I just use one note and stick it all in there. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there were some things I think, um, actually one was WooCommerce, which is not, going to be an MVP, but uh, one girl does a lot of uh, WooCommerce stuff and getting product data, and they, like I don't even think of this, but we've had the same problem, like getting them to enter all, all their products. You know, you normally have to send them a spreadsheet or something um, and then it doesn't work with images. <laughs> so that is one feature that I'd like to build in eventually that came up through an interview, um, a way for them to add all their WooCommerce products in um, and then actually somehow export that into WooCommerce directly. That would be amazing. That would be pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, the other thing <laughs> that I was thinking of earlier, and I was like, I would see that this would be a great tool for even social media managers to a certain extent. Yeah, well, that's actually... A long time ago, I had a um, bookkeeper friend of mine using a tool that was made for this for bookkeepers but it got shut down and um we tried to use it um sort of for a web project a long time ago and it just it was rubbish it didn't work and now it's pretty much gone um but yeah he said that there's another industry you know like i've had bookkeepers i've had social people i've had marketing people that are all interested in this um I guess the only reason we focus on web design is because we know that space and we can provide value through the blog. And it's just, you know, I don't, I don't want to go and learn a new industry and how to market to them. <laughs> oh, no, but I just, I think, you know, it's funny. I was, I was even thinking of a friend who um, has a couple of realtors that are clients and he manages newsletters and websites. Mm. So will they be, so like this would be an ideal tool for him. And, you know, so is this something that, like, are you guys going to have templates in there? Or are you going to be able to sort of, create what you need based on your specific client how's that going to work oh yeah so i meant, meant to mention that before so when you're building out uh, your homepage, like i was talking about with your headline and your tagline and your hero image um that will be able to be saved as a template uh same as like a contact page you know you might say uh we need a office phone number a mobile a map address whatever all this stuff uh for the contact page save that as a template and then just reuse it on every um on every client, but you've just given me an idea with uh, like um, social media managers and stuff. They might want uh, recurring templates to automatically create a new request. You know, if it's like something that they need to put out every month, you know, you might create a recurring recurring template. So I gotta have to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> well, there'll be a recording. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I I just think like this piece. It's it's kind of like nothing else. Not that nothing else can happen, but, you know, where we were talking earlier, it's like, well, you know, it doesn't matter how great the site is if there's no, you know, the new content piece. I mean, you know, even even for people that maybe, you know, manage content 
for clients. Um, having mm -hmm. like you were talking about like a content prompt or whatever. And let's say, you know, there are people, there are content writers. I've, I've got a gal that I, um, I uh, had done like a strategy session with and she very targeted niche. God, this would be gold. She's going to love this um, mm. with your tool, she, very targeted niche of builders and contractors and, and then, okay. and that space. And so she creates content for their newsletters. And then she does these, um, uh, what did they call them? She called them customer success stories or, but it's basically like case studies essentially. Mm -hmm. And if she had, I bet you this would streamline things for her immensely and they, these are recurring like she does a couple template you know uh, newsletters a month or whatever and um but these that's a whole separate thing doing these case studies it's an involved you know so this hmm. it's like i see all these verticals <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry yeah, i'm definitely no 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 i'm definitely i'm just sort of laughing and thinking because I've, I've had the exact same sort of thoughts you know like there's so many uses for this um the only reason we fo we just chose to focus web design because it's what we know right like and it's it's so much easier to market something when you have it niche down like because I, I talk about that a lot in in the blog post like the big one of the biggest keys for web development is like specialization into like an industry or area and so for me not to do that would be a little bit uh, contradictory well yeah but i'm just saying like i totally agree trust me oh, yeah. like i'm like <laughs> I want two offerings. That's it. I'm only going to sell two things. <laughs> you know, like I'm all about <laughs> simplicity. Um, but, but for this, so for web developers, though, and finding ways, you know, um, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'll, I'm going to refer everybody to this, but for, you know, <laughs> if they've got, yeah, different, different markets that they focus on, even there's a way they'll be able to use content snare, right. To, to customize what they need to extract from the clients. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. God, that's fantastic. So um, was there anything that you knew you you guys were like, this has to go into the first version? Um, well, obviously, the the biggest thing was the follow-ups, right? Because it just, that's, I think that's what, because it's not only a time suck, it's stressful as well. <laughs> like, I, I've been so cranky at clients, um, just just writing emails to them, like, come on, give me this, give me this bloody content. <laughs> um, so, and... I just, I don't know. I'm cranky enough as it is. <laughs> so I need more of that in my Amal, life. you don't seem cranky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that was the absolute number one thing is to automate the the follow-ups so that, like my original idea was to, to only let the web designer, like the, the person using the software know when everything's ready. Like that's obviously an ideal world. Um, but that, you know, to, to take away that, time and stress from the always following up um is is the absolute sort of number one thing that had to go in yeah it, and i think too i mean it to it helps the you know keeping those that um that's the word i'm looking for that channel clean almost right like please don't use messenger i don't don't text me like you know and it's like if you open doors this way it's sort of like here's a part that that complements the communication process, I would think, with the the client that it's automated. This is how this goes. So, um, and then everything. So, like, you have an account, I guess, <clears throat> and then everything is stored. You guys are are storing everything, and and everything is. I mean, I'll, I can't wait to see the inside of this. Like when you guys have some screenshots and stuff. So everything, all the data and stuff, is just stored in Content Snare. Yeah, that's right. Um, we'll have ways to get it out. Um, in MVP, it's pretty much going to be like a copy and paste job to get it out um, into into WordPress editors and stuff, but or whatever system you're using. But eventually, you know, I want to do like 
CSV or XML or WordPress direct exports and all that sort of stuff. It's just those are things that aren't, yeah, a bit too hard to put in MVP. Yeah, well, and the other thing is I think there's so many uh, – when you start thinking about integrations and APIs and all these other things, it just um, – it, it's kind of crazy. So are there any other integrations with this? I can't think off the top of my head what there would be a need for, but um, like Google Docs maybe or – uh yeah well funnily enough I've I've actually had some requests uh for CRM integration with this kind of thing like to be able to fire off um automation say an active campaign when mm-hmm. when something happens you know like I, I think the easiest way to handle that would be Zapier or Zapier I yeah. don't know how to pronounce that um but so so you know when a request is complete we might fire off a webhook um that you can catch in another tool. Um, so that's been really random stuff. Like my, my bookkeeper friend is, is the one that re- requested that cause he wants to be able to update something in the customer profile when they fill out something in content snare. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I was thinking about that earlier with sort of the, the CRM or the, you know, email stuff and it's, I, again, I'm not, <laughs> I don't have clients in mind. It's, it's all subscribers, but, um, it, because for the most part, I was assuming then if the automation sequence to trigger, you know, this isn't complete or we need this from you still, that that's though going to take place from Content Snare, correct? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. all the follow-ups. I mean, unless someone wants some really complex rules, because in, in the beginning, it's only going to be, um, you know, like follow-up after like six days after the start date or, or a week before the due date, um, stuff like that, you know, pretty simple email automation stuff. It's yeah, not be I don't know that I'd want to set up another automation is what I'm saying. I think having it all <laughs> yeah. in one place um, would uh, be great. So, no, I mean, like having true. everything in Content Snare, there, there's a huge selling point to that to me. Like, uh, okay, cool. that, that's all I was thinking. Like, I don't necessarily want to have to go do another one in Active Campaign myself, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, so, you know, I'm not sure. How are you guys doing the pricing? Is it going to be tiered? Are you starting off with one package? Because I'll tell you, that was also just eye-opening to me when you realize you think it's pennies right calls to the servers it's like yeah but everywhere you've got this it's it's got a it's got a, it's it's a call because that was so eye-opening to me so how did you guys go about uh coming up with the pricing structure uh yeah so i probably won't say the actual price here because that's I'm okay just, it's a beta that's, that's why about, i was that's why i was just oh, talking yeah. about your process <laughs> uh yeah no it was we're going to do per project pricing, at least that's what we're thinking for now. Um, so teamwork project management, which is what we use, do something similar. And I really like that model where it, that's a good way to sort of measure the size of the business that uh, that's coming through as well, right? Like if someone's only got two or three projects on the go, they're probably a freelancer. And if someone's got, you know, 50, they're probably a big uh, web company. Mm-hmm. So that, that's how we're going to, yeah, it'll just be sort of monthly tiers based on how many how many projects are open. Yeah, it's the the pricing model's tricky too, and you've got other software. How did you guys go about? I mean, since this is kind of all still coming together, um, is there a rule of thumb for pricing that? And I, I'm asking because I think it's helpful for uh, listeners because I think a lot of people start thinking, "Oh, another recurring." Oh, and, and it's like, well, this stuff costs yeah. money to run. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you know, I've actually changed my head, uh, sort of my thought process around this kind of stuff now too, where I'm actually wary of one time price stuff because we we did that for a while we recently removed the lifetime subscription from an old software of ours just because it's you know if you're trying to support something for age uh, for forever you know someone could 
pay once and request support in five years' time, and you just can't account for that. That's um, serious work debt. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and that's why I think um, that I've I've changed to you know like I actually kind of you know I don't like paying more subscriptions, but I know that like I'd prefer to pay life uh, sorry subscription than lifetime now. Uh, I think that that ecosystem within, I think the WordPress space is is shifting a little bit. I don't know that the, the customers in that space um, Uh have gotten on board, but I do see that, you know, developers and, and whatnot, they're, they're also getting to this place where it's like, this isn't, it blows my mind where people get frustrated with a $79 annual (laughs) renewal or something. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Plugins are crazy. Like I understand like in that space, you end up do buying, you end up buying a lot of different plugins, so it can add up. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it is funny. Like I, I think they've got a good little middle ground there where they say, um, you know, it's, you don't have to renew, but you just don't get updates anymore and support, which is, which is what the problem is, right? Like that's, that's where you lose, effectiveness like that's where you completely lose your business is if you're trying to support and update something forever for a one-time fee yeah and it's kind of funny when you think about the fact that like the fundamentals in our lives like cell phones tv electricity all of that subscription model you're paying you know it's it's actually pretty interesting um yeah the same question though with the rule of thumb um for software it's generally what i hear a lot about is the 10x rule so if you can, like, if you're going to say something saves uh, 10 hours work a month, um, and let's say that person values their time at $50 an hour or something, you know, we're, we're at 500 bucks. So divide that by 10 and 50 is uh, is what you probably charge. So, so they're getting 10 X the value of what they're paying. If that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. I was, uh, it was funny. I was texting with a friend today and we were talking about, um, cause the other thing I had tried an, out another tool and I won't give the name, but it was, I went to cancel it. I'm like, this is kind of making me crazy. And I went to cancel it and it was like jumping through hoops. I'm like, this is a complete cluster. This is not helpful. Um, it just makes me happy at canceling. Pardon me. You have to jump through hoops to cancel. It makes me happier that I'm canceling the tool. <laughs> well, that's exactly that's exactly it, you know. But I mean, I was I what I was saying to her was I said, look, you know, I because I do hear that people saying another monthly, and again, we're going to be on a recurring revenue model. But uh, I shouldn't say revenue model; it's recurring <laughs> subscription. Um, yeah. but, but really, the point of it though is, I said, look, if something can make me money or save me time, I have no problem paying for it. Exactly. I'm like, those are the two factors that come into play. Trust me, there's plenty of things. I mean, AppSumo is like my my playground, right? I'm like, ooh, lifetime, <laughs> I'll get it, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. And but the- yeah, it's yeah, – I always wonder with that AppSumo stuff. Like, they've got to be doing they, – they must ride that wave of momentum to get more clients later on because when you're paying 39 bucks for a lifetime subscription, like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what's funny? I totally agree. And my partner and I talked about that, and it's like – we couldn't put the pieces together. And then there was this tool that I tried uh, that I got and not to give them a shout out here. It's not a competitor, but it's, it's missing letter and, and there's no E L E T T R, but okay. it pulls feeds from your site and then it will create social campaigns for you for a year. You can change the image. It pulls in text, but it pulls, it goes through your content, right? And I'll pull the stuff. And I was like, what? And mm-hmm. the, the, the interesting thing, so, and I got a little trigger from AppSumo saying, hey, will you uh, review 
you know, your latest whatever. Mm. And, and I get all these AppSumo credits now because I share all this stuff. But mm-hmm. and, and anyways, the point is, so I left a comment because I was super geeked about it. I was like, this is great. You know, I use enough tools for automation, but I thought, one, it I, I love it creating a social campaign with my own quotes that I necessarily wouldn't have come up with. So it helps mm. me come up with tweetables for my own content. It's a, So I'm seeing all these multi, multi-use you know, purposes for it. Um, but in the comments, I left a comment and I'm like, I'd love to have you on the podcast. So it, de- <laughs> it depends on how long, I guess, you do have to ride that wave. I still I agree with yeah. you. Like, I can't see how that's a profit center at all. <laughs> no. You know, especially because AppSumo's got to take a cut. So it's, yeah. it's hard to see how that fits in unless, but at the same time, you know, I, I guess you could look at it that, you know, I, I don't know, you could pay for ads and, you know, but the thing is paying for ads, you're not getting free users essentially. That's right. Yeah, it's very Yeah, I think that, that just must be it, like a way a way to sort of generate that wave of momentum and then, you know, get people talking about it and, and then ride it for a while. Yeah, it's tricky with software, though, because there's support involved. So six of one, yeah. um, you're not doing it. We're not doing it. But I'm <laughs> glad other people do. Um, yeah. So, like, is there anything, you know, specific you want to share about what's coming for Content Snare? I mean, we've talked quite a bit about it. Um, yeah, I think is there a, a pub, Is there a public release kind of? Do you guys have a ballpark for that? Uh, no, it's really going to be as fast as possible after the beta. Um, so it'll be, you know, they'll come in and they'll say, look, all this stuff is screwed. Uh, you need to fix it. <laughs> yeah. And when that stuff is fixed, that's when we'll go, go live. So it's just going to be a matter of, um, of fixing all the major problems and, and then releasing. Nice. And you know, what's funny. I don't know what it is, James. This has been a totally fun call. Not that they all aren't, but this has been really fun. <laughs> and there was a question I used to ask. And for some reason, I feel compelled to ask you totally off the cuff. But is there <laughs> anything fun about you that you'd like to share that people wouldn't know about you? Oh, man, that is off the cuff. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> I talk to dogs in a stupid voice. And I sound like an idiot. That is friggin' awesome. I do the exact same thing to my dog. <laughs> I actually think I'm their voices. Okay, this is hysterical. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyways, James, thank you so much for being here. This has been a ton of fun. Thank you. Yeah, it has been good. All right, guys, you know the drill. Hang on a sec. I will have links, um, and obviously you can go to contentsnare.com. Everything will be in the show notes. Uh, definitely sign up to get notification of when they do open the doors because, you know, you've got clients, you're going to want this tool. As always, guys, thanks so much for listening. <laughs>